Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Derek, we're on season two. Day one, season two. Deuce. Fuck, man. I took a couple wrong turns. <laughs> you got a new place. Yeah, we moved. But way bigger. Um, what we're not talking about is the fucking hell of a move it was to get your bed down here and move some shit in here. That was a full day, man. That was hard. So real story. I asked you for help. You came over like a good friend and helped. <laughs> And then uh, left at 1 o'clock, and I didn't hear from you for like three days. Yeah, I was mad, man. That was a lot <laughs> of work. Mad. It was hot that day. Uh, swamp ass. Got some uh, burn. You got some swass, eh? Yeah, definitely overdressed for that. And, I think um, you made a strategic mistake by wearing coveralls. <laughs> coveralls. I didn't know if you were inside or outside, but neither here nor there. Let's get into this. We'll start with our sponsors. Today, the podcast is brought to you by... USG Canada, they make the best gloves in boxing. USG Canada, hit up my boy Howie at uh, Howie at USGCanada.com and make a purchase. What I have to offer you guys today is a special deal a, a headgear, a pair of gloves. Uh, what the fuck else was there? A pair of pads. Yeah. And uh, customized to your liking. All customized to your liking. It was a four piece and a groin protector. All customized. If you want Richard Gear on there, you can have it. It doesn't matter. Uh, and that package is going for seven forty nine. Uh, all custom, genuine leather, no fake shit. Uh, hit up my boy Howie again, Howie at usgcanada.com, and get linked up seven forty nine for four pieces. Who else we got? We got on it. They have that special promo going on. Golden ticket. If you buy some, what's the golden ticket? If if we uh, buy some Alpha Brain. Uh, same uh, methodology as the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. With the golden ticket, you can uh, win a trip to the Onnit Factory. How do you get the golden ticket? By just using our promo code and buying a ticket, uh, buying a package of the Alpha Brain. You'll see a golden ticket in the package. Really? We'll check that out. That's the new with Alpha Brain this week. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to the people who have been using our promo code. Um, Pookie, fucker. Right, we got that. And uh, so keep it up. Uh, On it is a personal favorite site of mine. Um, A lot more going on there than the Alpha Brain and the Shroom Tech that we talk about. We got free programs. We got all kinds kinds of equipment for the gym. Um, Worth checking out. Their YouTube page has got some great exercises as well. So, um, what's that? The Onnit Academy, I believe that's called, right? And that's a Facebook page that, um, and stuff as well. So, um, go there, it's win win, buy something you like, support the podcast. That's it. Onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. Or if you just go to the regular site, onnit.com on your checkout, put in the promo code TFS podcast and you'll save 10%. And you could win that golden fucking ticket. Definitely. Uh, Sovereign Extracts to make the best CBD and THC stuff on the planet. Their tintature is fantastic. Derek, is that your phone going off? How dare me. Holy oh, fuck, that's rude. Yeah. But uh, their, their tintature is fantastic. Um, their CBD tips, their THC tips, all that stuff is top grade. Derek, you love. I love the stuff. What, what I love about it too is... um. It's also a, a fan favorite. A lot of my friends enjoy it. Very uh, discreet. You can't find this at your local cannabis shop if you're in Canada. 
They do not have this type of product. Um, it falls under the shatter category. So none of this is available in your store. Shatter, you, eh? That's what it falls under? I didn't know that. And edible category. So okay. you can't, you cannot buy it. But what makes these so great is, um, you know, it comes up pre-made, pre-loaded, super, super discreet, very effective. You control, control your dose. Um, and it's like we said, um, whether you're using it for recovery or just for a sleeping aid like myself, or boost your creativity, all that good stuff. We're checking out Sovereign Extracts. Uh, who else? We got? we got Supplement King, Swift Current. That's you. And the, the staff down there, those guys are all fantastic. And they've helped me out immensely with my supplement needs. So shout out to them. Uh, if you guys make a purchase online through Supplement King and you select your home store as Swift Current, they're going to get credit for the sale. And that's always a good thing in a small community. If we can get people to purchase online using that as their home store would help them out immensely. But uh, thank you to Supplement King. Who else we got? Buckle Down Productions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buckle Down Apparel, who is a main sponsor for Brian Caldwell. And they're helping. They're trying to help him with his Olympic dreams in 2020 to get there. So if you guys go to Buckle Down Apparel and make a purchase, you can use the promo code BCB10 and you'll save some money. And you'll also be helping Brian with his Olympic dreams. And we have the Clint Shop. Sunil. Sunil brought us some new shoes. Uh, did I, I say this wrong. Um, Those are the new Nike Machomia? You said it. I think they're called Machados. Yeah. Well, let's go with it. But they're 139. They're the new ones, though. Version 2. I have version 1. Yeah. Version 2 looks dope. For the best bang for your buck. We sold a couple of version 1s ourselves, and I love them. I can't wait to try the version 2s. But those are exclusive to the Clinch Fight Shop. Really? In Canada. Right, right. And you get those uh, two-day shipping. Don't worry about... uh, (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for when you cross the United States? Um, sh- that kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. Customs. Customs. That's the word. Don't worry about customs. customs. We don't fuck with it. Oh, fuck yeah, my CTE that I don't have. Is CTE's kicking in, right? <laughs> lack of lack of marijuana. Uh, yeah. I got a funny story about marijuana. Actually. We'll get there, but uh, I want to hear that. We have two funny stories I want to get to. But um, first uh, day of season two. Yeah. New house. New house. New studio, if we look around, bigger, still under construction. Yeah, we got shit piled up in the Everywhere, uh, yeah, but we're, you're going to see a lot more uh, room for a guest, so we can do in-studio stuff, and that's exciting. We got a new format going on, and uh, what else we got going we're on? We're going to rip on vape pens, too, while we're doing this, because we don't give a fuck about the shit that's going on in the States with those fuckers using those jewels. Oh, right, right. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people are dying left and right. That's all right, though. What else were you saying? Sorry, we got new studio, new space. It's bigger. We've got uh, some more room for you. Yes. Yes, talking to Mike. We've got some other, some interactive features for you, too, when we have guests on. Now you're able to see them with this nice we monitor got donated eat. to us by Staples. Well, thank you very much. Uh, oh, really? I thought that. And, uh, yeah, we got we got to hang some stuff up. We got some great uh, ideas. We got some backgrounds. Derek's got a nice wooden background in the in the back over there. But we've got some shit that's going to go down here in season two. Next week we've got a return. Well, he's not really a return. He's kind um, of uh, a legend. He got fired. 
He's a legend, man. The Duke Spicer's coming back next right. week, and he's got some big news to drop on the show, um, which is going to be fun. The originator, your original partner. Yeah. yeah um, the, missing for a year. The Spice of Life podcast reunion's going on next week. Well, it would be good to catch up with him. You mentioned something on his fight page that was kind of yeah. brought up my ears. And I'd like to see how his, uh, his yoga, his veganism, and his uh, what's going on in his life. It would be nice to catch up with him. Um, you know, what's I'm more a- interested to see what his demeanor's like now that he's lost 180 pound weight. <laughs> he's he's off on his little acreage, growing food, sucking dicks, and all that kind and of doing cool. all yeah, doing all that stuff. I, I, and he's back in his concrete business. He's got all that kicking. So I want to see what his demeanor's like and where he's at mentally. I'm interested as well. So that's next week. Uh, more importantly, this week, what's going on right now? We got some boxing news I wanted to cover with you. Okay, hit it. More of a throwback to all of our guests. Quick updates um, for those who are away this summer. We first start off with our our favorite hunter uh, from Nova Scotia, tatted up like a motherfucker. Rizix won his fight that yeah. we were to our last second last podcast we did before the season ender. Won his fight. Um, looking sharp, looking good. Nasty gash on his face. If Did you, you watch? I caught it. Like after you nice. gave me shit, we had actually. Uh, truth be told, this is take two of the podcast. We did an original episode, but we, we got a little the, politically incorrect, and we got a little stuff. technical difficulties, uh-huh. and we had to have a sit down afterward. Like, there's no way this is gonna go fly. No. So if uh, we're actually scaling it back right now, if you can believe it. But Ryan Rosicky won his fight. Um, that goes into. Uh, What's going on with our Steve Cl- Steve Claggett, the Dragon? S Dragon. He signed a two-year deal with Eye of the Tiger Management, which is big. How big? First Westerner to be signed by Eye of the Tiger. So if you do the math, the, the fight math here, Steve's fought Junior Ulysses, um, Matthew Germain, and uh, he beat Ulysses and then lost to Ulysses. And that was on that weird fucking DAZN card that we were trying to watch where the fight the fight uh, kicked off. Yeah. And you didn't see past round five. Now, I have seen that fight, and I, I watched it five times. Steve Claggett won that fight. I think the chat room was more entertaining than the fight. After fucking that. right it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was piping off. Dwayne Lewis was hitting the fucking angry face button like a, like a madman. Manny Montreal was piping off. Yeah, yeah. But reality is, is we all wanted to see the fight. Right. And we didn't see it. But I did see it, and Steve Claggett won that fight. In my opinion, he's 2-0 and against Junior Ulysses. And then he fought uh, G-Time to a draw. So smart on Eye of the Tigers' behalf so that Steve stops picking off their guys. And they sign a, a guy that's world-class. Perfect, man. That goes into another uh, podcast favorite, Mr. Mm. Ryan Ford. What's what's his update? So the real deal marched over to England okay. to fight, uh, what's his name, fucking, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he went over there, he fought, he was in the fight, and then he got hit in the dick and then behind the head. Okay. The referee never called the fight. Like, he didn't, he called the fight off, sorry. But he didn't give Ryan the opportunity to recover from the dick shot and didn't also didn't call it a dick shot. He called it a fucking knockout. Yeah. If you watch a replay. Yeah. So what had happened is they put in, they tried to put in an injunction and get it changed from a knockout to a no contest. 
that didn't happen. I can actually go on Twitter and read you the letter that KO Boxing wrote to them. If you if you guys would really like, I can read it right now. It says, thank you for your email data, September 13th, 2019. According to your letter, it states that no complaints were made at the time of the bout in fact, when in fact complaints were made at the time. During the bout, as Mr. Ford was on the canvas after receiving a low blow and blow behind the head, both Mr. Ford and his corner repeatedly told the referee that he received a low blow from Mr. Butazzi. That's his name. Both Mr. Ford and his corner complained uh, to the dressing room official who informed them that they should email any concerns to the BBOFC. In fact, they searched to speak to somebody from the BBOFC, but were unable to locate anyone. Fucking convenient, right? Boxing's big in Europe, like, come on. Uh, at the time of the bout, it was not known that the official results on BoxRec.com was noted as a knockout uh, in brackets KO, not a TKO. It was not until the next day they saw the official results. On, pit, on Mr. Ford's return to Canada, we were able to sit down and discuss the circumstances that occurred. Unfortunately, as Mr. Ford's promoter, I was unable to attend the event where I could have took immediate action and spoken on his behalf. I did try to contact somebody at the BBOFC, sorry, it's the BBBOFC, after the event, but due to the time difference, was unable to successfully make contact with somebody. The result of this bout is unacceptable. In no way should be should be should the result be recorded as a KO. The referee in charge did not follow any proper protocol. Mr. Ford was hit below the belt and then behind the head. <clears throat> uh, the referee was in clear view of this. Even if the referee did not not acknowledge the low blow, he still did not give Mr. Ford the proper count to rise and continue the fight. This needs to be taken into consideration. Too many mistakes occurred in this bout, and someone needs to take this into account. Sincerely, Melanie Lubovic. Now, I'll read you the response. Thank you for your latest correspondence. However, as previously advised, the stewards of the British Boxing Board of Control can see no reason to alter the decision of this bout. Sincerely, Robert W. Smith. Well, there you have it. Fuck you, Robert. Mm -hmm. um, real, like, if this if this fight happened in Canada, and or anywhere else other than the, in this guy's backyard, this fight would be ruled a no contest, or a rematch would be given. Ryan's uh, response on social media was super well played out well documented yeah he, he did a great job right really well played but uh speaking of mel um she had her boxing card mm -hmm. two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago now at this point yeah, yeah and we talked about it briefly um jelena won her fight jelena won did her i fight, say yeah. it wrong uh, Jelena Marjanovic, say it. Jelena Marjanovic. Or uh, just say the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. There you go. Um, uh, another friend of the podcast, uh, maybe personal friend, uh, Cody Cron. I like Cody, man. Yeah, that, yeah, guy, yeah. that guy, uh, he's entertaining to watch. Um, unfortunately, he had a draw. A draw. 
Yeah, I, I like to see Cody win, man. When I first got into training MMA, Cody was already doing the damn thing, and he was a guy I looked up to, actually, because he'd just go in and fucking fight. Tough dude. Over time, as everybody knows, you put on weight. Father and time. Cody's a, a jack dude now, so he's a 200-pounder. 200 Back in the day, he used to be a 170. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he's, always fun to, he's always fun to watch. He's entertaining. He's a super nice guy. And uh, I'd like to see him do well, but he he did get a draw. But these Mexicans came to fight this time. Yeah. So good for good for Cody. You got in there, did the damn thing, got a good fight under your belt. Fun fact: Duke Spicer, the Duke, the Duke has fought him. Yes. Uh, twice. Twice. Uh, which I trained him for. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> so, fun fact for you there. How'd that turn out on both sides? Luke won both. Oh okay yeah. okay cool cool. Um, Saskatchewan fighter. Uh, Gary Copes. Copes. Yeah, Copes. Copes. Uh, Copes got cut. <laughs> or he got Bad. Got his eye got fucked up. Yeah, in his fight, he's still fighting, still getting after it. <laughs> Forty as fuck. Forty as fuck, but still after it. So dad, fucking hard dad bod. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for Gary Copes, man. He goes in there, he he fights, and uh, with a hard dad bod. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, gets the job done. Yep. Yeah. That kind of. Man, but who else we got on our little uh, hit list of old Fury fans? Fury Yeah, but let's just uh, keep it a little closer to home. Okay. Uh, we have, um, let's two. I got two things I really wanted to bring up to the table. Okay. Uh, what's going on with uh, two people that seem to be missing in action um, and always do well in the podcast? Your, your, your brother from another mother. Mr. Adam. The Boog? Boogie Man. Boogie. Braidwood. Uh, Boogie is looking for a fight. We're trying to get fights. Uh, they're just, they're not coming. Adam's on a level now where when he fights at home, which I'm going to say is Edmonton, he needs a real opponent. Okay. Is that doable? I don't know. I can't answer that question, but from what I'm seeing is no. So what? Quebec. Uh, needs, Quebec needs to happen. Um, I uh, I did speak with Cody Crowley about maybe bringing Adam Braidwood in, which probably might happen in the future. Who knows? Um, I know uh, Brandon Brewer out in uh, Nova Scotia just started his own promotion. The uh, Red Army. I don't know what it's called. I can't. I don't want to we'll say it. Wrong. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be no, rude. Just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. uh, I think that that would be a place that he should. He could go. Ian McKillops. He's putting on shows out. In, it seems like time is of essence, man. You're not getting any younger. Let's get it done. Adam is he's, what now? 35, 35, 36 years old. He's got fifteen or sixteen fights under his belt. He's been defeated twice. Uh, it's a tall task for guys to take, especially when you're a younger up and coming fighter, you're 10 and 0 or 10 and 1 and you run into the boogeyman and you're one punch away from getting put to sleep. Yeah. It's a, I don't want to make Adam mad by any means cause we're friends, Sure, but it's a thankless fight. So you show up, get punched out. Okay. See ya. Yeah, I get what it. What do you do? So he's got to look for these guys that are 10 and 4, 9 and 7. These guys that have more fights under their belts, but also at the same time, they're dangerous for him too. Right. Because when you, when you, 
when you take Adam's pedigree into the equation, he doesn't have an amateur background. Sure, he has a win over um, Ryan Jimmo in MMA, rest in peace, Ryan, but he was just taking fights to fight. Mm -hmm. Now he's taking fights to live. Sure. And when you get him on a good day, it's usually a bad day for you. So I don't know. I don't know what's in the. Like, we need to find the Dylan Carmens and the Simon Keens and the Malata Milgeses and the Frankie Rills, those type of guys that he can fight because he can't take back steps now. He's got to take a step up every time. Uh, that fellow that he fought in, uh, in Quebec was a good fighter. He wasn't bad, wasn't great, but it was a step up in competition. Where the fuck is Stan Cermak? Let's get that fight. Let's let's fire that fight up. Whether they got to take it to fucking Quebec, Edmonton, let's get that fight. We got the number five and number six guys in Canada. Let's, let, let's get them in the ring. Let's do business. Stan Cermak called them out like a year ago. Adam, Adam said yes, and then Stan's coach said no. That's my... He's not with Kenny anymore. So let's get that fight. That, that uh, who was the other fella? Dario. Yeah, there are two peas in a pod, man. Dario is yeah. uh, he's doing his thing in, in Cape Breton right now, or wherever the Cape Coral in Florida. He's playing grab ass with Anthony Chiapetta. Oh, it was just everybody's birthday, right? It went my birthday, Chiapetta's birthday, and Dario's birthday. Okay, so they're they're doing their thing. Dario is in the gym. Pull some footage today. He's looking good. Um, he's a free agent. Okay. He's not with Group Yvonne Michelle anymore. I of the Tiger Management would be probably a great place for him to go. Whether they have room for another guy in his weight class is is probably not going to happen, if I'm honest with you. We'll see. They just, uh, we'll see what happens. But maybe bring him in as an opponent against one of your guys, and if he wrecks one of their, one of their days, sign him. Yeah. But there's options for him in Canada. He's always entertaining. Always good to have him on. Maybe we'll... I did. I did speak with Mel Lubavik about bringing him in, and it's definitely an option. That's good to know, man. Yeah. On um, <laughs> you did talk. You did mention uh, Cody Crowley. Yeah. Uh, Triple C's. October nineteenth. Yeah. On the fight pass. That's a big. That's a big deal. Is it for Cody? Um, on your fifth show. And you're on UFC Fight Pass now. Like they've they've got a deal in place. That's a big deal for 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 a guy. And I don't want to see a guy like that, but a promotion this young. It's a, that's a big deal for him. And he's got a good opponent from Quebec. Yeah. So this is a dangerous fight for Cody. And one thing one thing that that guy doesn't do is back down from from competition. Yeah. And that's a that's a great thing. Um, this is also a big thing for Peterborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. You, this is the only fight promotion that's rocking there, and now you've got UFC Fight Pass coming in. That's huge, man. Good for you. I, I smile because I know you lived there uh, many, many moons ago. Yeah, uh, fuck Peterborough. <laughs> let's uh, just transition to some, uh, some still talking about some old guests or friends of the podcast. Um, maybe our most decorated kickboxer, uh, Gabriel Varga, yeah. made his MMA debut. Yeah, and uh, his uh, YouTube channel that he promoted here a while back. 
is a very well put together as well. Um, he won his match, so uh, he made he's looking like he's doing a straight transition. We can argue that he was it was a fairly easy fight to get going, but he's out there winning it. It's what he needed, right? Right to get get going. But uh, another fight that uh, you brought to my attention that I watched and I, you asked me about, but I watched it on my own accord, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Dude, did you watch that fight?" It was your Tristan Connolly, who I knew nothing about on UFC, a UFC fight, UFC on the on the undercard of Cerrone, yeah, uh, Justin Gaethje fight, fighting this <laughs> animal, Michael Pereira. So this is the guy that they had on TSN doing the backflips, and he's the next big fucking thing. Not your buddy, the other dude. The other yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. He was doing like this Ukrainian dancing, and he was being a over the top. Over the top. Doing backflips. In the fucking warm-ups. Yeah. At the weigh-ins and shit. And, uh... He's done it in fights, though, before. Tristan looks... Looked like a blue-collar guy that just works, uh... Super unassuming, man. <laughs> he works... Could work at a... Work at a car dealership in the back, spinning wrenches. You know what I mean? And, uh... Yeah, the fight was amazing to see, uh... In his hometown. Wore the guy out. It was... It was such an underdog. Such a great story fight. And and I mentioned it to you, and you're like, yeah, I know that guy. So that's right. cool. So when I moved to Victoria, like a lot of people probably don't know this story, but I one day I just packed up everything in a duffel bag and moved out to Victoria, stayed in a hotel for a little while, and then couch surfed for a little bit. And I was working with Tristan at the Strathcona Hotel. I was a bouncer, and he was a barback. And my stay at the place where I was at was coming to an end very quickly, and I just said, hey, man. Can I sleep on your couch? Yep, bring your shit. All right, cool. Stayed on his couch for a couple months and then uh, eventually got my own apartment. But I worked with him for a few years, slept on his couch. and uh, I love stories like that. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic human. And I couldn't be more happy for him that he actually, he got a shot at the big show. called up in seven days? Six days notice and, and took the fight, went in there and did work. Got the win. Wasn't supposed to win. Not everything to everything win. was stacked against him. Weight class up. Yeah. Now, when I look where he's going to go after this, back down to 155. Dangerous. That's, it's a tough job going down there. But if anybody's up for the task, it's going to be him. He comes to fight every time. You must have great stories. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So that kind of covers... Um, season one checkups on everybody, seeing where everybody's at, what's going on. Um, some days it's it's um, sometimes it can be hard to be a final shot podcast fan because sometimes we, we can we lose a couple fights and and uh, you handle it better than I do. But I I, I you uh, get it you get invested uh, in these guys and get emotional. Uh, nah, just it sucks. Man. I've caught you crying. A couple yeah, times. twice, twice. <laughs> um, let's go on to some of the bigger the bigger deal stuff. Um, let's not say bigger deal. Let's just say bigger. Yeah, stage. wrong, wrong choice of words. How dare me? Um, I did watch the Tyson Fury fight. You got yeah. you got me into Tyson Fury. Love uh, that guy. Yeah, I don't know what it is about him. I think he's awkward as fuck, but I guess that job. Did. Um, you know, that... just right before we get into the fight, you know what cracks me up every time I see him fight is his fucking shorts. They're too short. His legs are so long. You you have to make him a pair of pants for him to look normal in shorts. <laughs> Kills me. Yeah, man. Oh man. Um, but great boxer. Yeah. What's good? I was kind of doing some research. I don't know a lot, but I hopefully you can help me out. What's mm. going on with Canelo? 
some weights, and then he has Kovalev. I'm hearing, I'm hearing the Kovalev stuff. Yeah, he wants to go up and challenge Kovalev for his title, which is a on his. When it comes to Canelo and his body shots, it's a good opportunity for him to jump up, take a guy that could quite possibly be on the back burner of his career, and take him out, um, which would be great for Canelo. I'm not the biggest Canelo fan. No, no, I did not know. I that. don't know what it is about him. I, I'm just I'm. Maybe it's Triple G. I I love Triple G. He's one of my favorite boxers of all time. And I don't think that Triple G got a fair shake in those fights that he fought him. So now how they that might, I might be a little bit jaded, but Canelo is a fantastic boxer. Um, if Kovalev can hit him, I don't know. Bigger yeah. weight class. Does Does Kovalev hit harder than Triple G? I don't know. Right, we'll soon find out. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. But Kovalev is notoriously weak to the body. Right. And Canelo, has he can rip to the body. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Now in some almost, I call this gimmick, gimmick news. Okay. We're talking about WWE here? Close. Okay. Bare knuckle. Okay. We have uh, Bigfoot Silva yeah. versus Gabriel Gonzaga. Yeah, somebody's going to die. <laughs> somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. It's just a matter of time. Uh, listen, if Bigfoot Silva's not on TRT, he has to be. It's he's going to get hurt. Gabriel Gonzaga's fucking huge. You're right. That's not saying that Bigfoot's not huge because he is. He's right. huge. He's gigantic. But yeah. if you've seen him compete in the UFC off of TRT, it's borderline scary because he was getting chinned. Left and right. Left and right. Yeah. So hopefully, like what what bare knuckle boxing promotion? Organization? Is, I, uh, is it BKB? Yeah. Okay. The main one. Yeah, he'll be on all the steroids. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Gabriel Gonzaga compete in a long time. I see. I feel like the buzz or the hype around that has dwindled. Like a couple months ago, it was everything. Yeah. What I'm seeing is, and I don't want to say washed up, but guys that are past their prime are still having an, an area in combat sports to go compete. And it's super fucking dangerous. But okay. as per cuts. Oh, cuts. You're not getting hit as hard because if if those guys are ripping, you're, they're going to break their hands and the, it's not going to last long. But uh, if you watch the Pauli Malignaggi Artem Lobov fight, there wasn't a shit ton of punches that landed. But uh, Artem cut Pauli up. Yeah, Pauli broke his hand. We all knew that was going to happen. Fuck, he was doing it in fucking eight ounce gloves before ten ounce gloves. All knew that was going to happen. Um, there's certain guys that I do like to go watch and compete in that BKB. And Chris Lieben's one of them. Yeah. He's one of my favorite guys. Like, just a savage, man. Yeah. I remember him in the uh, Terry Martin fight. And Martin had Lieben out on his feet. And Lieben just marched forward like a zombie and Clicked knocked him, him unconscious. One of the the one of the saddest Chris Lieben fights I ever seen was when Anderson Silva made his UFC debut and just dismantled him. Right, but we're talking about the greatest of all time. Sure. sure. So uh, Chris Lieben's fun to watch fight. Uh, Joe Diesel Riggs is also another guy I legend, like to tune in legend. and watch because Joe used to be a fat fucker. I love that story, man. Yeah, three hundred pounder and then comes down to one hundred and seventy pounds and and is in the UFC forever. 
So uh, he's on a pioneer. Fought, didn't it wasn't long, long ago he fought in Alberta. Who right? who just it was the gay dude, the guy that did gay porn that fought Chris Lieberman, I think. I'll look it up. I can't remember his name now, but he they they were talking about him on a on another podcast and he did a lot of gay porn. Whatever. Each his own. Hey, I'm not gonna <laughs> You need money. You got to suck a dick. Yeah, hey, that's man, fine. Hey, I, yeah. He's not gay. Yeah. He's, well, okay. Let's be real here. He's a little gay. A little bit. Little, little bit gay. <laughs> but that's fine. You got a girlfriend. And being gay is fine. Gay for pay, bro. That whatever. Just fucking pop four Viagras and get her done. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, you know, um, the reason we actually kind of stalled uh, to do this podcast for a long time. Was there was a lot of training, a lot of work going into lately your diet and you're working out all the time, getting ready for a fight. Yeah. A fight that never materialized. Uh, And it's a fight that I didn't think was going to materialize. And I wanted you to kind of talk about what happened because it really kind of affected the podcast, affected our sponsors, and affected our, like our training resume, uh, training regimen. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And it, it has to do with your relationship with a, a so-called friend. And I just wanted you to maybe elaborate. Let's not, let's not call him a friend because he's not even close to that. But that's uh, Lino Santoro and uh, Elite Championship Boxing. So For those that don't know, like, and that's me, like, what is going on? So Lino offered me a contract, a three-fight contract. Okay. Um, which on my contract's dated for 2020. We're still in 2019. Uh, I did. I did sign this contract, mostly under the. I, I, I was fifty fifty on whether this thing was actually going to happen or not. The initial pretense is pretty good. The offer that you got, that you talked about, the offer was good. Right. They. Like, yeah, you, I'll take your fucking money. Not just about money. The exposure you had, who was behind it. You can get into that because I don't so, really. So when I signed the contract, it was under the circumstances that RJJ Promotions. And UFC Fight Pass were behind it. Okay. Comes out months after the fact that there was never a deal in place. Hoodwinked. Hood, yeah, honey dicked. <laughs> That's what they call that. We were, we were honey dicked. Um, as far as my lawyer and myself are concerned, my contract is null and void. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, now, there is a non-disclosure contract that I signed. And I'm not going to disclose... Who his money backers are, who I do know. So if you guys want to know, just hit me up in the DMs. But uh, who's involved. Um, and I don't know whether I can believe who's involved or who the money backers are. Because this guy's so full of shit. Okay. That you can't tell what's truth anymore. There's no... the Like, you know... There's, there's always a line that you can tell when somebody's bullshitting you. Sure. There's that, I can't fucking tell it anymore. Oh, because there's blurred. been so much bullshit that the line's blurred. Um, I don't know what else to say on that fact. But what it came down to was, I'm going to put all this time and training into something that I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen. It's hard to be motivated? It's hard to be motivated. Now... When I signed this contract, it said my opponents were TBA with no dates. I never received a contract to fight anybody. Not There was no person named on a contract. 
Like normally, like when I fought for Havoc FC, I signed a contract to fight Dwayne Mombercat. Okay, cool. There's an opponent's name on there. He signed and I signed a contract to fight each other. Now, what I signed with Santoro was a promotional. So when you sign a promotional contract, and I've talked to other promoters about this. Yes, I'm signed to that promotion for these three fights for this extended time. But when the fight comes up, they extend another contract to say that you're fighting this person at a specific weight, on a specific date, at a specific time. Never received that. Now, what are we? We're still September 25th. When was the fight supposed to be? October 19th. Okay. Now, if you go on BoxRec and you see if any of these fights have been sanctioned yet, none of them have. What about all the other dudes? Not one fight's been sanctioned. Okay. <laughs> now, if you go on BoxRec and you look at the opponents that have changed so far, that whole card's different now. Than the original. It's way different. So, what are you? What are you to? What are you to expect? Like I don't. I don't know. I have a family. I have a wife. I have a kid. I have another one on the way. Do I really want to take this much time out of my schedule to put in to this fuckwad? No, I don't. It's a waste of my fucking time. And it's not worth 1500 bucks to me to have my, my name and my podcast attached to it. The other problem I have with this is he tried to steal my sponsor, which was USG Canada. Okay. So he contacted Howie to make the gloves for the show. Cool, man. I'll, I'll make the gloves for the show. Whatever. How many gloves? How many pairs? How many pairs of gloves do you want? Can you turn that fucking ringer off, for motherfucker? But so he calls me on the phone and says, "Oh yeah, you can't wear your custom gloves." Uh. On the show. I'm like, okay, but all the gloves are being made by USG, so what's the fucking difference? Oh, well, they have to have the Elite Championship Boxing logo on them. Suck my dick. But, so he sends me the gloves that I can wear, and I said, okay, listen, I'm just going to change the color so they go with my fucking shorts. I'll just have how we make them separate. He didn't really like that. He wanted me to wear the same as everybody else. But then Howie sends me a picture of the gloves that he designed for his kids which were exactly the same as my gloves originally so you motherfucker like i can't wear my sponsored shit guys that fucking pay me to wear their stuff but your kids who aren't sponsored by them can wear my shit fuck you not happening now it turns out that he never ended up paying Howie for the gloves and Howie's not making them anyway. He lied to him too. Uh, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. Santoro told him that he's been too busy and dealing with the passing of his father, which there's no public record of. When somebody dies, the paper gets a hold of it and it's they make it's, yeah. a, it's in an obituary his father's not in the obituaries so you lied about your dad passing the, that's shady you're fucking fuck. kidding me that's, that's dirty man like i get that you're a greasy bitch motherfucker that's the worst like you you can't come back from that yeah yeah there's no coming back sorry 
So everybody's going to ask me, oh, why do you think the card's not going to happen? I'll tell you why. He has zero boxing experience. When I first met Santoro, he didn't know what a WBC championship was. He didn't know the difference. The fights on the card, they've all changed now. There's a lot of guys on there that, that don't have any experience or the guys that are training in his garage. So we're, I can't speak to the level of the competition that's coming out of his garage. I don't know. I know what his sons can do, but I know that they're not fully trained by him because he doesn't know fucking shit. Go online and watch a, watch him hold pads. That's all I'm going to say. What else we got? Well, okay. He's got both of his sons fighting in 10-round fights. Never fought a six-rounder or an eight-rounder. They're 5-0 and oh with spoon-fed opponents. And a couple of them they've had a tough time with. So you're going to chuck them into 10-round fights without seeing if they can go six or eight. One, a good boxing commission is never going to let that happen. Now, I get that they're using the traveling commission, and I've fought under that commission before. If they know anything about boxing, they won't let those fights happen. You can't jump from a four-rounder to a ten-rounder. It's not safe. What, do, what happens if you go into the fifth round and you gas it and then get shit plowed? They don't know what's going to happen. So if I said, hey, Derek, you fought in a four-round fight. I'm going to put you in an eight-rounder now. With jumping from eight to from from four to eight, so the big jump, man. You're gonna look at me and be like, oh, "Fuck off, dude." Oh yeah, no. Yeah, like let's build it. These up. kids, they're great kids, and I don't want to shit talk them, but they're listening to this fucking moron who doesn't know anything about fighting or boxing, anything. Period. Guys. Ditch the fucking idiot and get with you guys. Actually, have some talent. Smarten up, and I get it that he's your father, that's and tough. and that's that's a tough business. But if this is the business that you want to create, be smart because right now you're doing dumb business. Next, um, also then we'll go back to to the kids again. Fuck, I I have to. Okay, he's putting on fights with guys that are under contract with another promotion. Okay, what does that mean? So, his two boys are under contract with KO Boxing. Okay. So they have a promotional contract. So when you have a promotional contract, you have to get consent from the other promotion to use them in another promotion. He didn't got he doesn't have that. And he's never gonna get it. Not in Stony Plain. You <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. Why would a promoter in their right mind ever sign their guys over to fight ten minutes out of where you put fights on? Doesn't make sense, does it? This promotion was made for his kids. Oh, just a platform. This is a, just a platform that he wanted so that he could project his kids. Now, I'll get into a story as to why he's done this. Okay. And this goes back to Mr. Ryan Ford. Ryan Ford went over to Germany, fought. Uh, I believe he, he, got a, he got railroaded on that decision too. But KO Boxing had a fight coming up two weeks after his fight. Generally, when you fight a fight, you get a 30-day suspension when it goes 10 rounds. 
the German Boxing Commission didn't give him that. So he's free to fight. Lino Santoro did not like that. Because, so, when Ryan Ford gets put on a fight card, it turns in... To the Ryan to, Ford show. It's the Ryan show, Ford, Ford show. show. Pardon me. He's the biggest fucking name other than Jelena in Edmonton. Arguably, he's bigger. Because he's gone on to win titles in Edmonton. He won the World Series of Fighting title. The TFC title. He won the... What the fuck is the other one? The AFC title. All in Edmonton. He's a fucking superstar in Edmonton. You walk down the street, the guy signs autographs. Okay, cool. Let's put him on the fight card because it's going to be better for everybody else. More people are going to show up, right? Not in this, this fucking, this twisted fuck. No, I don't like that. It's going to take away from my boys. Listen, motherfucker, your boys are jerking the curtain. Be happy that more people are showing up. He didn't like it. So he calls the commission on the phone. Yes, Lino, you called the commission on Ryan Ford and dimed him out and got them to take him off the card. So what, what the Edmonton Combat Sports Commission did was invoke their own suspension, which doesn't happen. The shit doesn't happen. The, box, the German Boxing Commission said that he was fine to fight. The Edmonton Boxing Commission, on Lino Santoro's word, said now he's not. So he got fucked out of a payday. This fat fuck, sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to degrade anybody by body shaming them. I apologize. But this fucking retard, sorry, I can't say that either. <laughs> Shit, this dumbass. The fuck was I gonna say? Now I forgot because I was making slanderous comments. <laughs> We're talking about Ryan Ford and the, the fact that he called the commission. He on called him. the commission. Okay, so what Lino decides to do is he's not even going to admit to what he did. He's going to be a bitch, and blames it on me. Okay. Why on God's green earth would I call the commission on Ryan Ford? Who's your friend? Personal friend of yours? Personal friend. Known him for 10 years. Trained with him. Go and support everything that he does. Okay, that doesn't pan out for me. I'm going to blame it on somebody else. He blames it on Doug Stein and Eric Taylor. Okay. And they are? Eric Taylor was fighting on that event. Oh. Doug Stein is his coach. Slimy. Who Eric Taylor ended up training at Lino Santoro's garage for that fight camp with Doug there. Blames it on two other guys. One, Eric's friends with Ford. Eric would be more than happy to see Ryan Ford compete on the same card as him. And Doug Stein ain't got a dog in that race. Sure. So stupid. Sir, I have messages on my phone of you sending me the fucking, the rules. We know you called. Stop denying it. Just admit it and take the fucking repercussions for what happens. What's going to, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Maybe you get punched in the face. Probably you get scolded. You're going to get yelled at. Okay, next. Making your own belts. Santoro's decided that he's going to make his own elite championship boxing belts. Now, this is treading into Don Collette territory, but Don Collette's actually a sanctioning body. Okay. So his belts are recognized. Lino's belts are going to be some fucking Tonka toy. He's got some fuckwad that's going to make them in his garage. Who fucking knows what he's doing? But Al Heyman tried to do this back in the day with the PCB. Shit. Did I say PCB? 
PBC. I said PCB. What does that mean? That's a drive. Is it? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> With the PBC. And it didn't fucking work out. Yeah. He did. There's so many belts in boxing now. Why make your own? What, you want to have a stony plain belt? Idiot. What's the population there? 1,400? I have no idea what it is. And I don't want to get into another Cornwall, Ontario beef with another city. But why? You've, you've got these other belts that are coming in, the WBF belts that you're trying to play off as the number five in the world, sure. which they're not. You're dealing with the World Boxing Foundation, the World Boxing Federation. They're the bigger one. So you've got the WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, and the other... and. Those are the big four, right? Then you've got your lesser belts, the World Boxing Federation. Those are your second tiers. Then you go down just to the bottom feeders, the WBF, the World Boxing Foundation, the U, or the WBU. The only reason the WBU is a piece of shit is because of that Don the Moose Lewis who went on a racial rant. After, uh, it was like basically right after Braidwood won the title. Fucking, he he fell off the planet anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's dead. But uh, you, I like belts. I don't care. If, I, if there's a belt being competed for on a card, I'm going to watch it. Why not? It's fun for fans. But you don't need to make your own that don't make sense. We don't need any more belts in boxing. Right. Go fucking grab the, the FU... TF belts. Who fucking knows what it is? Go grab the WBA NABA or the WBO. Get get an international title. Get a Canadian. Contact the Canadian titles. Contact the NCC. They'll put a belt on probably. Maybe not for you because you're a piece of shit. But go try to get one of these get people to put the put a belt on. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. Okay. Moving on. Um, the uh, three year deal with the Agricom. Tell me about that. So he he was going on this big thing where, oh, just signed a three-year deal with the Agricom. Agricom, don't do that. Well, okay, for back on what is Agricom? Agricom is where the World Series of Fighting used to put their fights on. It's, oh, it's a, a stadium. Big, it's a big venue. Oh, okay, okay. So you, you can pack three or 4,000 people in there, and they put on a show. You go out, there's a concession already there and all that shit. But the Agricom doesn't do exclusive deals. From what I understand is they're a city venue. So signing a three-year deal with the Agricom never happened. The other one is uh, Chorus. So Chorus deals with like, it's they do deal with Global and some radio shit. So the Global... Their entertainment type Yeah, it's cable like a TV kind of thing. But they have no. like the Oprah Network and YTV and Nickelodeon and shit like that. So Santoro goes off and he says, oh, I've signed a deal with Chorus and post a picture of the Chorus name alongside, it's just a piece of paper, with okay. the Elite Championship boxing name. So what that package was is actually an advertising package. Uh, They're trying to hit him up for money. Give, give me 3000 bucks and I'll put your shit on my TV station. Everybody gets them. KO Boxing's got them. Fucking... Edmonton Eskimos or whoever has probably got them. Everybody who's doing something gets one of those things. It's an advertising package. Usually, when they hit up these smaller things, it's usually for the radio. 
Uh, what else? I, I, was, were there forged documents online? Because it, well, I was, <laughs> I follow Elite Championship Boxing, and you, there would be documents that would pop up. Yeah, there with logos like UFC logos on them. Go ahead. Though. So what had happened was there was no deal signed with the UFC and RJJ. RJJ is RJJ Promotions, not Roy Jones Jr. Oh, they paid Roy Jones Jr. to use RJJ. Our, Roy Jones Jr. has nothing to do with that promotion. Hilarious. Roy's broken, needs money. I'm sorry, Roy. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so those documents that he decided to post were there there was talk of doing a deal. It was never written in stone, it was never signed. And I talked to Keith Valtry, who is the 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 man that was behind that deal. He he told me straight up there's nothing ever in play. So Santoro decides that he's gonna like, I'm pretty sure you signed a non-disclosure too, and you're lucky you're not getting sued. But post post the fucking the shit. Now, I will say that Keith Valtry was very smart to get out of this deal. Kudos to you, man, because something bad would have happened. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. You, realistically, what I think is going to happen is maybe he does get the first show off the ground, and it happens, but there will not be a second. He ain't got no money. And once these people that are in business with him, if there is people that are in business with him, are actually going to find out that he's an idiot. That's, that's what will happen. So he goes on these things online saying that Roy Jones Jr. is coming to the fight. Not going to happen. Never going to happen in a million years. Why the fuck would he show up to Stony Plain? guy does commentating for was it showtime sure get the fuck out of here and the next one was so he sends me a message and he says you guys can fill in the blanks but the big n-words coming and i was like excuse me what are you talking about he goes, the big n-words coming what are you talking about like i i don't use that word and uh you probably shouldn't either because there's some fucking dudes that will right. take your head off right right but but he's alluding to mike tyson so he calls mike tyson the n-word oh god it's one don't go there please <laughs> two mike tyson's never coming what never coming who do you think you're fooling exactly so what santoro doesn't know is that mike tyson's claustrophobic okay so what do you think is going to happen when Mike Tyson comes to Edmonton or Stony Plain? People are going to fucking mob him. Everywhere he goes. Everywhere. He's the most recognized face in boxing of all time other than Muhammad Ali. Sure. He travels with a group of 10 bodyguards. So on top of Mike's fee, you got to pay those guys. And then you got to fly him in. You got to put him in a hotel room. You got to feed him. Right. How much money you think this is going to cost? And it's not the $30,000 that you said it was going to cost. Right. You're you're in the million. You're in the 1.5, 1.2. Yeah. You're in that range. When Mike Tyson first started doing his one-man show, we're talking first time in Vegas, 250K. Mike Tyson also has a 420-acre weed ranch that he probably does not want to leave. No. He's not coming to fucking Stony Plain. Stop lying. Um, what else? The 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 fact that he's we're just running around and telling people that his kids are out of out of their contracts. They're not. They're still locked in. 
Or have I missed anything? I did have notes here. Um, Nick Penner. He signed Nick Penner. Um, Nick Penner's a, a, a great athlete, and he's a he's a pioneer in Canadian mixed martial arts and kickboxing. I told Nick, I said, listen, man, you're signing with the devil here. I respect Nick, and I'm not going to... If it happens, it happens, and I hope he fucking wins. Right. But it's probably not going to turn out well. The other... Oh, do we need to deal with Stuart Torsic on here? Well, we con- Well, the truth is, we contacted him to do a podcast. He, yeah. was, he was on that card. Um, he was very polite, and we did some sparring with him. I, I like Stuart as a person, but he got... He went dark. Didn't want to do the podcast. No. Right? I respect his reason, and I'm not going to go... I on. respect it. It was, it was weird. But the reason why he wanted to do the podcast is because Lino Santoro tried to trade his contract to KO Boxing to get his boys out of theirs. He sent the message with a no reply. So he physically sent a message saying, I'll trade you Stuart Torsic's contact contract for the boys. No reply. Now, when you break it down, you've got two kids who are 5-0. and oh, And you've got a 30-year-old who hasn't had a professional fight. And you want to trade both those contracts for one who's arguably passed. Okay. Realistically, does Stewart have a future in boxing? I don't know. Okay. Judging by his skill set, yes. He's very good. With his age, he's going to have a very, very, very hard time getting signed. Now that you've signed with Santoro, you're going to have an even harder time getting signed. Because he's got you locked in for a year. So let's say these fights don't happen. And Ian McKillop calls up and says, hey, I'd like to use Stewart for this show. You think he's going to give you consent? He has the, the right of first refusal in his contract with you. You think he's going to say yes? What do you think? No, of course He's not, not going to. The, his selling feature for these contracts was, oh, they're open. They're open. You can go fight anywhere else. Okay. But you got to read the fine print because he puts the right of first refusal in there. All he's going to say is, no, I've got him locked in. Oh, I want him to fight in April. I've got him a fight in May. That's all he's going to say. Mm-hmm. And then that fight in May, is it going to happen? Who knows? But Stewart gave me his word. He's Yeah. And I'm going to hold that against him. Okay. Which is... He was polite to me and nice to me. Which is my right. Yeah, yeah. He was good to me. And I, I wish Stuart all the best in the world. Sure. And I, I hope that... I hope his fights do happen, but somewhere else. Right. Like, I you, offered... You, you offered... You're ultimately looking out for him. I offered to get him fights elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I could have got him a fight fucking in Nova Scotia. Sure. Cape Breton. Fucking Calgary. Right. We could have got him fights elsewhere, but he decided that he wants to sell his soul to the devil. And that's There fine. must be something going on there that we don't know. His opponent's changed. So his, his opponent got smart. Took off. There's something going on. But... Something going on. I don't, I don't know. know. Neither do I. I don't want to know. Yeah, that's even better. The The shit part is, is, is my friend Chad Salkert's going to show up to that event with Stuart. Uh-huh. And it is what it is. Uh-huh. I, I I have all the respect in the world for Chad, and I hope that everything works out. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about it. But Elite Championship Boxing's bullshit. Lino Santoro's bullshit. Um, if you're associated with that motherfucker, don't associate with me. 
Really that bad, hey? That bad. I hate that guy. He is the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Guys, if you're Canadian boxers, there's legitimate promoters here. What do we got? I'll give you their fucking names. Let's... Melanie Lubovic, KO Boxing, Lee Baxter, Camille Estevan, Yvonne Michelle, Michael Short, the guys over at Three Lions Promotions in Ontario, Ian McKillop, Cody Crowley, Tyler Buxton at United Promotions. There's also... Um, the fuck is his name in vancouver he puts on pro-ams but hit these guys up they're looking for guys like don't don't price yourself out of the range a regular purse for a pro debut or a four-round fight is a thousand bucks now if they have to fly you in halfway across the country be prepared for a 600 dollars purse but you got to remember your food's taken care of and your flight and your accommodations just if you're young and you want to fight and you want to get in there, those are the people to go to. Michael Short is always looking for people. And that's not a sh- that's not shit on Mike. He likes to put on shows. And fresh blood in these shows is always a good thing. So do your due diligence. Go out. These are legitimate promoters. They're not going to fuck you. Well, Yvonne Michelle might. But <laughs> just kidding. Uh, unblock me on Instagram, Yvonne. <laughs> but... Uh, just go search them out and, and do your due diligence. Do your research on these people. Did I make a mistake in signing that contract? Yeah. I never should have. But I wanted information. Seemed like he liked you and he put you on because he thought you were... Lino your... likes me because I get him press. He works press like anybody, nobody else. He's shitty at it. I think he's good, man. He's really? All, he's in the paper all the time. All the time. It's because he calls and... Oh, my boys, my gut's too big. (laughs) Your motherfucker looks like the guy from fucking Trailer Park Boys. Get the fuck out of here. Um, We had a song of the week. It escapes our mind. We sang it, and now I can't think of it. Put you on the spot like that. I thought it would have came in. Shit. Um, It was up. Oh. Your true colors shining through. Who's, who is that? Who's, oh, fuck. We're going to have to Simply pull Red? Up. No. Um, it's a chick singer? I don't know. I didn't do it any justice because I'm a terrible singer. Uh, that was pretty good, man. I was, I'm going to look it up. We're going to use it. True. Who's Cindy Lauper. Yes, Cindy Lauper. I see your true colors shine through. <laughs> Can you hit the ones and twos, Derek? <laughs> um, I know you wanted to get into uh, some regular human shit, too, today. Yeah, man. I just, well, a couple. Okay, uh, one last thing. Fuck you, Lino. Next. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you, you referenced this real quick, but it's coming closer. Is uh, your baby. Yeah. The birth of my my one and only son will be coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that I was kind of pressing you. Um, you never told me I was pressing you off the air about. Have you picked out a name? I'm going to put you on the spot. His you... name is going to be Gunner Bud Lucas Wilshaw. Gunner Bud Lucas. Yeah. Fuck that powerful, powerful name, so man. Bud is um, my wife's weed? grandfather. Oh, 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 it's not weed. No. Oh. My wife's grandfather's nickname, but nobody ever called him by his real name. It was Bud all the time. He's a fantastic man. Okay. I I only had the privilege of um, 
of meeting him a handful of times, unfortunately, over the 11 years that I've been with my wife. Yeah. Because we've been all over the place. But um, the amazing human being. Hold on, new baby. Um, you set up a baby room upstairs. Yeah. So I've been working on that, cutting windows into walls and painting shit. And... Pretty pumped, man. Have your first. You, did, you didn't do. Uh, yeah. I was. Uh... Watching gender reveal stuff came up oh, again. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous, man. I've seen some. Them putting, we did a gender reveal thing, but it was was, was with Lexi, sure. and it was more of a, you're gonna go on a treasure hunt. You're gonna find out clues, and then at the end of it, we gave her a shirt that says, "I'm gonna be the big sister." That's cool. To a brother. They charge you for that? The so, shirt? No. To find out what sex is, no, maybe. Fuck no. I don't trust hospitals. No, we were fifty-five in the, bucks. We we're in the ultrasound thing, and, and she's like, "Oh, do you, you guys just, want to find out what it is?" And you see like, a big hog on there. We're like, "Yeah." And she's like, well, you see that thing right there? That's something your daughter doesn't have. And uh, I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, right on, man." <laughs> I can't deal with another girl here. No, it's too much estrogen. Too much shit, man. I got it's me and the cat. <laughs> God bless that cat. You know, a funny cat story is Ryan Ford's got a cat too, and his name is Ray Ray. Okay. And we have a cat, and his name is JJ. And I feel like they're related somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so my son will be born here in November, which is creeping up pretty quick because we're, we're at the end of September now. So we're gearing up for all that. We got to get that room done. We got most of our baby shit. Tasha's having her baby shower here soon. So if you guys want to send gifts. Yeah. Hit us up, hit us up. Never too many. Um, uh, what else you got? You got some other... Yeah, just uh, just some house cleaping, mostly. Yeah. Uh, we got the studio, we got a new format, we got a new baby. Um, I think that really kind of wraps it up in terms of everything. I want to know, are you going to start smoking cigarettes again? No, should I? I don't know, maybe. Why? Because I've been listening to Brendan Schaub about this Nikki... Th- like, Okay, that's. I'm not gonna rant about him today like I did on the okay. last show. We yeah, got cut. But um, there was a thing with Brendan saying that Nick. he was running around throwing Joe Rogan's throwing dick around. Sure, but just pull pull up your socks, man. Uh-huh. But the nicotine thing, he's wearing nicotine patches because he thinks it enhances his brain function. Well, it is part of the on it Aubrey Marcus book. There is a chapter on that doing <clears throat> on the nicotine nic- on nicotine gum oh, okay. doing chew. Um, uh, just taking a lip ripper, right? Yeah, and doing it uh, effectively and smart. Uh, and really? Does, there is some proof with cognitive brain function and that kind of stuff. Have you ever chewed tobacco before? Uh, uh, funny you ask. And this is not set up at all. This is 100% legitimate. We had a Muay Thai training camp with a couple of guys from the rival school. Like, you know, um, and uh, one of the guys had some. Oh, so a lip diner. Never done it. I'm not, um, it's different. Yeah, put it in there, and uh, my mouth starts leaking. I don't know yeah. if that's normal or what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did you, you got... swallow the juice? No, no. You spit it out? Yeah, I only lasted me. You gotta be a real bad motherfucker to swallow that um, And uh, I could see it getting addictive. I liked it. I definitely... What kind was it, though? It was a red man, maybe. And then uh, oh, was it a in long... a pouch or a tin? I didn't do the pouch. I did what was called a long cut. Okay, and put, right in the lip. That's not red man. That'll be like Copenhagen or, or, or something. Or, and uh, I would say, and I did another one. I tr- I'd give this uh, a good uh, effort. Uh, it was almost like a black licorice taste. Okay, and well, I did that. Truth and then, be told, I was a dipper for sorry? fucking a long. Oh time, yeah, man. a couple of the other guys at the club were as well. I was talking to, them. but another the other guy on the other side of the fire had the pouches. 
Are you a fan of the pouches? Are you familiar with the pouches? Oh, you're talking about bags. Tea bags. Oh, that's almost. for bitches. Is it? Yeah, I don't that's know. the pussy ass way to do it. You oh. just rip that shit right in your mouth. Okay. Because yeah. uh, there was an argument about the fiberglass cutting the inside there's of no your fiberglass. mouth. There's no fiberglass. Okay. All whoever, whoever, drunk and talk, man. Whoever said that there's fiberglass in chewing tobacco, it's a lie. Because guys swallow it. So what would happen if you swallowed fiberglass? I don't know. Die. I don't know. No, you get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You have fiberglass stuck in your fucking esophagus. Yeah, Come yeah. On, man. There's no fiberglass in chewing tobacco. Yeah. But so, so but Aubrey Marcus, uh, on it, founder of On It, does have a chapter, and I read it, and he does that. Um, Joe Rogan's talked about taking a couple of rip off, a couple of darts before going on stage. Okay. He likes the head rush. I want to. Uh, I want to know, like, if there's. A healthy way to ingest nicotine. Well, yeah, because they say that obviously smoking anything is bad, it's probably terrible. Not great. But they're talking about the ingesting method that if you, uh, but uh, the problem with the patch is it's too mild and too long for me. I like, I want like you want it instant right now. Yeah, I want the bing. Okay. So is there a, a chance on the planet that you could run out and just grab a tin of chew? I don't know, man. It's so unattractive to Should we try it next time? Yeah, episode? I think so. We well, I think we should do a chew and I think we should do a round of these beyond burgers. Since you're okay. keto, you're keto. Yeah. You're keto and we got a couple local restaurants and it seems to be big. A lot of things going back beyond and forth. Beyond meat? The beyond meat burgers. How do we know, bro? How we can try them. We definitely are. So we'll do uh we'll do a maybe we'll do a food challenge. A uh, and W looks pretty hot on the menu. Okay. Uh, they got a Beyond Meat um locally um just maybe and see how like what it does for us. It'd be fun to try it out. <coughs> I'll buy one next 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 podcast. Let's just buy one and cut it in cut half because if it's bullshit, I don't know. We got to go in with a better attitude. I think I, okay. I, I think I might what I might buy is one legit burger, one Beyond Meat. Oh, I yeah, know. I'll throw a blindfold on do, you. Do, do, do. See, I I, see. I see what you can I do. I see. <laughs> I'll fuck okay. you up. Now, I did send you a text message the other day about getting a cigar sponsor. Cigar sponsor. Uh, I'd be interested in this so that we could do Whiskey Wednesdays. Yeah. Whiskey Wednesdays, eh? Because we, you, you have all those whiskeys. Yeah, when you're doing the move, you're like, hey, dude, grab that box. I'm like, what the fuck's in this box? And it was... One after another, after another, after another, after another. Um, you have quite the collection. Yeah, but it, it would be kind of fun to get our, our nicotine fix. With a, a little bit of whiskey. With a little bit of whisk. Because we've got the porch outside. I can't do it with the... Okay. We've got the porch outside. We can do it. We have the porch. But with little little gunner upstairs, I'm not doing that shit. No, we're not doing that <laughs> in the house. I'll fucking... My wife would kill me. <laughs> but... Uh, um. I worked, uh, lesser known fact, I did work at a cigar bar for a year and a half. Oh, where? It was in Costa Rica. Okay. There was a cigar bar there. It was one of the side businesses of the main business that we were doing. So I used to go there, um, and you would get the cigar box, and uh, I would rearrange the cigars. It's quite the thing. I should know more about it. I do know how to light them. Um, I do know how to cut the top off. Um, like, can we get, we, there's no cigar shop. There's here. no tobacco shops anymore. No. Like if I wanted to go like Edmonton, there is and in Calgary, like big cities, there's cigar shops, but the, there's none here. And yeah, we're uh, stuck to like those fucking shitty backwoods ones. I'd be, I'd be so willing to even try pipe tobacco. Listen, I was talking with my wife the other day and I was like, I haven't seen a guy ripping a fucking pipe in a long time. <laughs> and that same day, I see two old fuckers just lighting up pipes. I, I like, love oh. the smell of it, man. It just got, it's got something, a rich aroma to it. 
But um, are we gonna take up smoking? I don't know, but uh, I had an Israeli buddy that uh, he would come over and he would do the hookah. You ever do? I've got a hookup for a hookah. Yeah, James James Kakish. Oh yeah, Doctor James. Yeah, so you get you get the strawberry flavored tobacco. Get the it was like a, a charcoal like a and yeah. had the multiple almost like your own fucking wee pop. But we would get on there and we would watch. Hang out. I've heard a hookah's nice. It's nice, it's smooth, and it's not really heady. Why you, can you smoke the weed through that? Probably. We used to sprinkle it on there. We throw the. Somebody cut the top off my weed plant, man. I'm pissed. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Fucking pissed. <laughs> if you don't know, now you do. Tanner had a weed plant. Oh, I still have it. Like, there's tons of weed still left on it, but they cut that fucking big cone off the top. Pissed. We ran into a weed field on the way out to camp. Shut yeah, I swear to God. Oh, it was must have been hemp, but it was all oh, four foot probably, plants yeah, for a fucking while. And uh, and I was asking some of the guys, like, what stop? Like, oh, stop the car. Let's just either grab a picture or grab one. And I'm like, and then we kind of got divided in the car. Like, do you think hemp doesn't have much value? Does it? Was there bud on it? No, it was, oh, it was, it was just, just a hemp, hemp, field, hemp field. Hemp uh, hemp does have a value when it comes to CBD because you can get CBD out of hemp. Oh, because they were right? trying to say, like, I'm like, there's no way I'm stealing one because they'll be fucking... Oh, you get shot. Shot, yeah. Some guy's watching, Bro, some farmer. if you come steal off my plant, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Yeah. If I catch you, you're dead. Anyways. But, okay, so let me get this straight. So you went out to a desert kind of place. Sure. With yeah. a bunch of dudes. Ten dudes. No chicks. No chicks. How many guys did you fuck? Three. Whoa! Three. Wow. <laughs> it was a good day. Um, but I got a couple of stories I wanted to tell you um, about that off the air, of course. Okay. Um, off the air is coming to now. We are talking. We're done. We're done. It was a, kind of an intro, a preview of what's coming up next. We have Luke Spicer. We got some the like we, we got some great people coming on um, as the location improves, as a format change. There's one thing that we're going to have to do October, the week of the 19th, we have the rodeo finals going on, and I think we should attend that. Well, I, I think it'll be a little more than attending. Boom. Okay, that's the final shot.